Good morning, Calvary Church. My name is Josh Simpson. I am the middle school pastor here at Calvary Church, and it is so exciting to be with here, here with you on VBS Sunday. Who was at VBS this week? Woo, woo, woo. Okay, so many people. Uh, well, we went on a wild, big adventure in Zion, and it was so much fun. Um, and as I was looking at this idea of being on a big adventure, has anybody been off-roading before? Okay, did you guys see the Jeep out in the, the courtyard? Okay, I've had the opportunity to go off-roading with a couple of my buddies, Taylor and Sam, and it was a big adventure. You guys, I am a kind of a cautious, safe person, so when it comes to going off-roading, which literally means off the trail um, in rough terrain, I have been pretty nervous, you know? And as I'm on these, these curves and wondering if we're gonna make it, saying, I don't think we can do this. We're not gonna make it, we're not gonna make it. I remembered how much I really needed God on this big adventure. So this whole week we went off-roading and experienced a lot of crazy adventures here at VBS. Um, and like I said, when I'm going off-roading, I need to remember some important things about God and that I need him. So we had some really great reminders this week, boys and girls. You guys remember these? Our daily Bible themes. And so I'm going to go over them so we can do a review. And I think you guys remember you need to shout out something after I say each one. So on Monday, we talked about how God loves you no matter what. Yeah, he does. Tuesday, we talked about God is with you everywhere. And then on Wednesday, we talked about that God is in charge. That's right. Thursday, God is stronger than anything. And then finally, on Friday, we talked about that God is surprising. You guys, those are great reminders, especially when we realize how much we need God. Those reminders are so important for me and for you. So like I said, our big adventure was in Zion this week. Has anyone actually been to Zion National Park? Okay, I've been there once before by accident. Um, I'll explain why. Uh, so it's a beautiful national park. It is Utah's first national park. It has these giant canyons and cliffs and so colorful. There's animals and plants. It will blow you away. So here's my story. Um, it was in 1999. I was going on a road trip with a buddy. We were going to meet up with our crew for Mission Arizona, and we were heading from Santa Ana, Calvary Church, all the way to Page, Arizona. And I have a map. If you guys see, the blue line is where we were supposed to be going. But this is before we had like iPhones and all that stuff and Waze and all those things. So I had this giant map and we're trying, you know, driving and I did the wrong turn and so I actually did the red line and you see that I actually drove right through Zion National Park and I was so confused. They're like, you have to pay this much money and then we're going through all these curves and I was frustrated, I was lost. But then after I let that go, I enjoyed the beautiful nature of Zion. It was incredible. But often when we are frustrated, when we are upset, we need to remember God. Um, and this week we met a family, the Pearlmans. Do you guys remember them? And as we met the Pearlmans, we know that we need to remember God in our conflicts. You guys, we all face conflict in our life. Raise your hand if you've ever had a conflict in your life. Okay, yeah, we have trials, we have conflicts. And our VBS characters experienced a lot of those. Do you guys remember our characters' names? 
I have, a, I have their cards up there. Okay, we have, who loves Francisco? Yeah, he was a great, great guy. We have Meredith Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, we have Ron Perlman, Tallulah, Wendy, all these great characters. Um, and like I said, as I watched them go on this wild journey, I noticed how much conflict they faced. So I have a little video clip as a reminder, so let's check this out together. What's wrong? Well, can you not read the map? I thought you were an expert at this sort of a thing. Well, I can't, I, I can't quite pinpoint exactly where we are currently on this map. You see, I normally use the stars to guide my way when my GPS loses service. Loses what now? Oh no, this is a disaster. No, I can't even live stream when we find the treasure. How oh, my followers know what's going on? Did my last update even get posted? Oh no. No wonder I haven't heard anything from the office. Oh, I thought it was getting too quiet. Francisco, do you have any service? Nothing for me, boss. Uh, it appears we're off the grid now. I never much liked being off the grid, but you gotta do what you gotta do. Ron, let me see that map. No. See, this is why if you want something done, you need to do it yourself. Look at this. See this trail? If we cut clear across this way, we can make it to our destination in half the time, maybe less. No, no, no. Meredith, that is a terrible idea. You never leave the main trail. Everyone knows that. You're going to take us to do a whole heap of danger if we do that. Listen, you don't make it far in business or life without blazing a few trails of your own. But let's put it to a vote. Anyone who would like to make it to the inheritance infinitely faster and get on with our lives, raise your hand. And those who would like to take the scenic route? You mean walk the safe main trail? That's me. Well, Francisco, it's a tie. You break it. Ah, scary trail. Scary boss. The shortcut. Excellent. The shortcut it is. Follow me, everyone. All right, let's go. Cheer up. Oh, there are so many great clips. You guys need to watch all those videos online. But the Perlman family, it was so fun to watch them go on this adventure together. Um, and they faced a lot of conflict like we talked about. And they went off trail. And you'll remember what happens. We'll talk about that later. Um, but this week, during our Bible time, we studied the life of Joseph, who is a character in the Bible in Genesis 37. You guys have heard of Joseph before, right? A lot of you have. Joseph... I want to just briefly tell you about it. But Joseph was um, the youngest son of Jacob. And he had all these other brothers. And I have a verse here because um, this is what happened. The father loved Joseph so much. And in Genesis 37.4, it says, But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. So the story is 
Jacob gives his son this beautiful coat. It's colorful. It's, or, it's ornamented. It's, it's, it's amazing. And his brothers get jealous. And they're like, oh, we don't like him. And then they take matters into their own hands. And they do this. In, in Genesis 37, it says this. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off his beautiful robe he was wearing. They grabbed him and they threw him into a cistern. They threw him into a well. They were hoping he would die. Now, who here has siblings? Anyone in the room have siblings? Okay. We often have conflict in our families. Is that true? Raise your hand if you ever have conflict in your family. Okay. Well, you guys, it is time for a little family feud. Okay. I um, did a little survey, and I thought it would be really interesting to see what kids here think that people fight about most in their families. Okay, so survey says the number five thing that families fight about is food. They fight about food. I don't know if it's whose food they get or what they're gonna eat, but they fight about food. Number four, they fight about sharing. They don't like to share. Apparently that's something they, they fight about. Number three, they fight about chores. Yeah, who has to do which chore? Okay, do you guys, all the kids in the room, do you guys do chores? Yeah, sometimes? Okay, the number two thing they fight about is devices. iPads, TV, computers. Yeah, I've seen that with my own niece and nephew, right? Um, and then the number one thing that kids fight about, toys. Toys, toys, toys. They fight about whose toy belongs to who. So this is something we're familiar with. We face conflict in our life. And we look at this in the life of Joseph. He faces conflict with his brothers, with his siblings, to the point where they want to kill him. But instead, they sell him. They sell him to these merchants that are coming through, and Joseph ends up in Egypt. And through God's provision and God's hand being over Joseph, Joseph ends up being... Um, kind of honored by the country, and they use him, and they put him in charge of the country. He's second in command. And then there's this great famine, so all these people end up going to Egypt for help, including Joseph's brothers, and they don't know that Joseph is now in charge. And they come to Joseph, and they're begging for help. They're begging for food. Now, what could Joseph do? He could say, sorry, guys, you were mean to me. No way. But instead, he blesses them, and he provides for them, and they're reunited. One verse I love in the story of Joseph is Genesis 50, 20. It says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me into this position so I could save the lives of many. And I just love Joseph's perspective that God is in control, and he remembers God even through times of conflict. Um, as we watched our characters, they were on the search for something, right? They were going through the wilderness of Zion, and they were on this mission. They were searching. Do you guys remember what they were searching for? They were looking for their inheritance from their great-great-grandmother, a treasure. They didn't know what it was, but they knew it was going to be awesome. So they were looking. They were expecting great riches. They were expecting lots of money, and they were searching for it. And that's often a question we ask ourselves, like, you know, think about it. What are you searching for in life? I think that's a great thing for us to reflect on. What are you searching for in life? 
Are you looking for success, fame, fortune, community, acceptance, purpose, meaning? What are you searching for? This morning I want to look at, um, we're going to land on this passage in Luke 15. And Jesus is telling a story of three lost items. He's telling the story of a lost coin, a lost sheep, and a lost son. And we're going to look at one of those stories that Jesus talks about. So open your Bibles to Luke chapter 15, and we're going to start in verse 11. But I did another survey. I asked students here at VBS, I said, what would you be really upset if you lost something? You know, if you could lose anything, what's the worst thing you could lose? And I thought their answers are great. The number five thing that students did not want to lose, their iPhone. They just did not want to lose their phones. I don't know why sixth graders and under have iPhones, but they don't want to lose those. Um, number four, they don't want to lose their pets. We love pets. They don't want to lose them. Number three, again, kids don't want to lose their toys. Toys are a big one. And then number two, they said they don't want to lose God's love. And I thought that was really cool that they don't want to lose God's love. And then the number one thing that kids don't want to lose is their family. I thought that was really powerful. So we are going to be looking at this parable that Jesus tells. A parable is a story that Jesus would use to give an illustration of deeper spiritual meaning. So Jesus is talking to a group of people, and he starts to share these stories. He tells a story of a lost sheep, of a lost coin, and of a lost son. So follow along if you like, or you can just listen. But here's a story of searching. In verse 11, it says, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them a story. He says, a man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, I want my share of the inheritance now before you die. So his father agreed and divided his wealth between his sons. Okay, hold up. This request is pretty intense. Basically, when you get an inheritance, it's when someone passes away. So this younger son goes to his father, and he says, yo, I want my money. <laughs> you know, I wish you were dead. Give me my money. Because he thinks he knows what, he, what life is supposed to be like. He says, I'm tired of living here. I want to go my own way. I want to go on my own path. So he takes his inheritance, and he goes. A few days later, the younger son packed up all his belongings and moved to a distant land where he wasted all his money in wild living. So I don't know what wild living looks like, but you can uh, imagine. Uh, but basically, the son takes all he has, all his wealth, and he is basically living out this idea of treat yourself. You guys have heard of that, right? Treat yourself. Like, oh, it's like, I'm just going to like treat myself. I'm going to live my best life. I'm treating myself. This is going to be awesome. And you can imagine how popular this young rich guy is, right? He is just treating people. He's like, hey, I'll hook you up. Yo, come hang out with me. And he is living his best life. But then it says that he wasted it all. In verse 14, it says, about that time after he lost it all, his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. You see this contrast. He is like wealthy, living his best life, to now he is starving. He has nothing. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. 
You see how desperate he is? The pigs are eating, right, kids? You can imagine these pigs eating kind of gross food, and this guy is so hungry, this younger son, and he's like, ooh, that looks good. I want to eat that. And no one would give him anything. And again, you see this contrast where he's surrounded by friends because he has so much, and now he has nothing. He is all alone. Life was not what he expected. He was searching for something incredible, but he kind of got scammed. He kind of got duped. And we're all searching for something in our lives, right? And the son, he was searching for meaning, purpose. And sometimes, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of an infomercial. Okay, back in the day, you would watch something online, like a commercial, and they would try to sell you things, and they would convince you that this is what you needed, and it would change your life. And so when I was a kid, picture this. There he was, young Josh, entering his teen years, thinking he wanted to impress everyone with his big muscles and chiseled physique. One day, he sees an infomercial for an amazing device called the Abflex. The Abflex, as seen on TV. Check this out. Three minutes a day to perfect, flat, firm abs. And I was like, this is the answer. I need this. I want that. You guys, this is what it looks like. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it has these elastic bands. You're supposed to like, ugh, just squeeze and flex your abs. But you guys, I saw this. For only three payments of $29.99, I could have this device that would change my life. I was searching for this because I wanted this I thought would solve my problems. The thing was, I got scammed. I got duped. It did not work. You might not know, but <laughs> it didn't work. Um, so this is what's happening to the lost son, right? And sometimes... Our search brings us to our senses, right? He's been searching for something, and we left him in the field, right? And in verse 17, it says this. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. So he comes up with this plan. He's thinking in his head, okay, I'm going to go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me on as one of your hired servants. You guys, he's lost everything. He's desperate. He realizes his search has led him nowhere. He's lost. He went off-roading, and it did not go well. So his plan is to go home. But as you can imagine, he's wondering, what will my father do? Will he still love me? Will he take me in? All I'm asking is to be a servant. And sometimes our search brings us back to God. In verse 20, it says, So he returned to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. He said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But something happens. The father interrupts him. He's like, whoa, 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 I don't want to hear your speech. He's waiting for him. He is running towards him. And when I think of God, when I've gone off and gotten lost or gone off-roading, gone off the trail, when I've made bad choices, sometimes I think, oh, maybe God's mad at me. Maybe God won't want to talk to me. But I love this visual that 
this father, that God is searching for his son. Maybe he's up on a tower or on the roof, and every day he's looking to see if his son is coming home. And then one day, he spots him. And then what does he do? He doesn't just stand there and wait. He runs towards his son, and he embraces him. He kisses him. He hugs him. And that's a powerful image. Instead of a father or a God that's going to punish us or be angry at us, he embraces him. And this is what he says. Um, but his father said to the servants, he says, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring and put it on his fingers and sandals on his feet. Kill the calf that has been fattened. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead, and now he has returned home to life. He was lost, but now he is found, so the party must begin. I love it. Get the robe. You go get the robe. You go get the ring. You go get the sandals. You go get the food. We're going to celebrate because my son is home. You guys, when we are searching for God, he wants to embrace us. There's a, a famous painting by Rembrandt called The Return of the Prodigal Son, and I just think it's a beautiful visual of what we just talked about. You see the son that was once wealthy, you know, treat yourself, right? Like he's living his best life, and now he is desperate, and you see him bending over before his father. Um, he doesn't have shoes or they're torn. He shaved his head. He is dirty. He is desperate, and the father is there embracing him. You guys, that is a powerful image that I think we all need to see because often we go off searching, off trail, we get lost, but we need to remember that we have a God that is seeking us. Um, and then sometimes we don't see what we really have. The story goes on to talk about an older brother. There was two sons, right? The older son stayed with the father, but he was angry when the younger son came home. He's like, I don't get it, this isn't fair. And sometimes we feel that way but we need to remember that when we're walking with God, that's incredible, and we have everything that he promises. And so sometimes it's right in front of us, and we just don't see it. You guys, I want to kind of wrap it up by talking about this, that we need to remember that God is searching for you. Uh, we talked a lot about searching. The Pearlmans, they were searching for this treasure, but we need to remember that God is also searching for us as we are searching for meaning in life. God is seeking us. Um, in Luke 19.10, it says, For the Son of Man, which is Jesus, came to seek and save those who are lost. Jesus is seeking you. God is searching for you. And that's an amazing promise. In this life, you are searching, but God is also searching for you. I want to pray for us as we wrap up this time together. We have some more exciting things we're going to do, but will you bow your heads as we pray? Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we could gather together and have an amazing week at VBS. We thank you that you are a God that loves us and a God that is seeking us out. When we go on this big adventure of life, sometimes we get lost. Sometimes we go off-roading. Sometimes we don't know where we're going. But God, you are there seeking us out. And just like this, the story of the lost son, you are like the father that is searching for us with open arms, ready to embrace us. So Lord, as we've turned our back on you, as we've maybe gotten lost, let us remember that you're a father that welcomes us home. And maybe we feel today that we've too far off, that we're too lost, that we've been off-roading too long. God, we are never too far away from you. 
So Lord, help us to remember that. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to save us. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.